Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A grain of rice. A grain of rice is going to tip the scale. Just remember that, then. There's a small bit of a needle there. Now, come on, Mayo. You've got to get Andy Moran into the game. Our mission was to show that we're no longer the whipping boys of Munster. How are you, lads? Are you well? Oh, you, you, you TJ? Struggling. So, uh, You're jet, jet legged, TJ? Jet legged, yeah. Jet legged. So I was fortunate there, Dale, over the weekend to be on a beautiful trip around New York. So got brought out there and uh, met all the Limerick crew out there and just, they kind of went over the top. And others, not just Limerick people, plenty of people. I'd like to give a good few wishes out in a while because we have plenty of listeners out there as well, Dale. You have a lot of fans out there, Dale. Oh, yeah. Marco. A couple of trips over there. Hurling the New York final one time very badly, actually, the same day. Okay. Right, <laughs> they right, made the right. mistake of bringing us out towards them, myself and Liam Dyle. And they kind Did of backfired on poor old Westmead. They loved their hurling, aren't they? Absolute fanatics. Fanatics. You were, you, were, you were trying to whip up a few badly needed pounds for the Limerick Senior Hurling team. It was more networking now than, than, than anything else. But uh, there, was, there was a function out there on Friday night and um, John Mackey was being uh, rewarded with kind of club man of the year. John would be a nephew of the great Mick Mackey, yes. and obviously um, related to um, the Mulcahys and uh, here in in, in, in Limerick, um, who are now famed because one of them's married to Sean O'Brien, one's married to uh, Gary Brennan, and uh, Judith actually was up there as well. But it was it was it was brilliant. Uh, it was great. Eddie Wiley is uh, the, the top man. I've given him a shout out already. Like he's the chairman of Club Limerick in New York. And um, he kind of brought us all over the place. He is some man to go. If you want a proper tour of New York, Marco, Eddie Wiley is your man down the road. Eddie Wiley. Eddie yeah. Wiley, yeah. yeah. Wanted to done. But there's a load, load of people out there. Just a quick few mentions. Jerry Mylan's a big listener on the podcast. Listens every week, Taylor. Brian O'Keefe, Pat Reedy, Shani Murray, Finbar Flood, Brendan O'Sullivan, and one of your buddies. I was under pressure with him, Taylor. Johnny Kennedy. She's Johnny he's Long Hall. He, Johnny Long Hall. <laughs> He, he, he's not a Limerick man, but uh, I have to say, Johnny was extremely good to us, looked after us, and like 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 most people out there. But if you want, he's the, yeah, Johnny's if, the man with the, with the long haul and yeah. uh, with the Westbury as well out there. He's, he's uh, a gas character as well, and, and uh, couldn't do enough for you, of course. The long haul is kind of like your unique Irish pub that you can get. It's a bit of a grocery store as well, Dello. You can get the baked beans and the berries tea and the Weedabix or the cornflakes. And every, every every sort of a drink and all the GA and sport and on television as well. Like so, yeah. If if somebody was heading out to New York, they would certainly have to pay a visit to the Long Hall because it would be a, a place you'd meet plenty of local people. As the name would suggest, in I think the Westbury is a bit more upmarket. He likes yes. he likes to drink in the Westbury with Alan Brogan when he comes home. You know, yes. If he go home for Christmas now for a couple of days, then Seth and Alan will meet in the Westbury. Off, so <laughs> and Johnny, <laughs> but but brilliant city, 
Silly. I'm wondering, I did my COVID test properly before I went out and I had got my negative test because you need 24 hours before I travel. And before we came home, I got my COVID test in New York on Sunday, negative. So the only thing I know right now at this moment in time, Dale, is I don't have COVID. I don't have COVID. <laughs> at the moment. And you have a sore throat? I don't know how that happened, actually. The weather was were, you doing a bit of, were, you, were you reminiscing the last three All-Irelands in the four years or something like that, were you? Did you have Lee McCarthy with you? We did, brought Liam, sure. Yeah, yeah. You were in safe yeah. hands, so. You were in safe hands, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. You didn't yeah, run into Tyson Fury, did you, by any chance? There was a couple of the boys at the boxing match on um, Saturday night, in, in fairness yeah. again. Um, another Limerick man there... Um, Gone to, the, gone to the lads and had a few tickets there from I didn't bother going. I, I was kind of cozy inside yeah. the district there on 94th Street. So I was happy out with John Mackey. Um, would you believe it if I told you this, right? Only the Irish people could do this, right? In the district bar on Saturday night in Manhattan, we were playing 45. <laughs> <laughs> were you playing a rubber with a single hand? No, it was rubber. We played a rubber. Yeah. And and John Mackey took the money off us. You can take oh. the man from Gary Spillane, but you can't take Gary Spillane from the man. Like so they're, they're, they're 45 and you in New York. Uh, 45 in Manhattan in New York. What are the chances of that? Oh, you mocker, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah so Into Dublin this morning, TJ. Into Dublin this morning, yeah. All, all, all sorts in, business as usual in the podcast, boy, I'll tell business you. Business as usual. commitment now. Yeah. And I know, and I know, we touched on it in a while. But my old buddy Johnny Murphy was getting more for his take off to General Public yesterday, so. And rightly mm. so, I can tell yeah. you, TJ. Oh, rightly so. I got, I got up at half eight yesterday morning, Marco. I said, you know what? We weren't in bed too long. I said, I'm making effort here. And I brought the iPad, TG4, set up and everything, got up to watch Kilmarnock and Middleton. Turn it off. Yeah. I, I never thought I'd have a repeat of the All Ireland final so soon, but we got it in the club championship. Just didn't yeah. happen from our or didn't Fifteen minutes no. by the not, never showed up on far. No, Kilmanic, I think are good to be fair. They're they're strong, right. they're physical, good but team. they just blew middle they blew Midland out of it. And I can tell you, they're gonna give Belly Gunner some rattle. Oh yeah, physically, physically very, very strong. And they just blew them away in the physicality stakes, like blew them away. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And like I mean, we've had a good we've had a reasonably good club championship in Cork this year, and Midland would have been good champions now, to be fair. And we would have been looking forward to them making a statement because the last decade, I suppose, with, with divisional teams winning, the team that loses the county final has taken up that mental goal and they didn't ha- never had the hat. But now we had a club team going out into the championship that we thought would give it a rattle. My God, it'll tell you that the club scene is still a nice bit behind in Cork where it needs to go to. And that's why I said, it'll take a good while for the Cork Club Championship to get back up. Certainly the senior courses had a big win over the weekend. And the junior champions have always done well when they go into Munster and All-Ireland campaigns. But the senior is still a nice bit off of where what's required. But we're getting there. But yeah. disappointing. One win, one win since 2009, though, is damning, Mark. And I, I, I totally get your point about when the amalgamation wins yeah. or when the division wins. It's very difficult yeah. for a club team to get ready, you know. But um, there has been a good few club winners, like, you know, um, there has, and I suppose Anthony, the thing about it is that, like, I suppose the Belly Gunners, the Belly Hale Shamrocks, right? They're consistently good. They're knocking on the door every year, like you've just sent Thomas's now and Galway after winning four in a row. So 
they are quality teams. And like what Belly Hale did again to sneak out the victory, bring three points down on Sunday the fourth extra time is incredible. But like I suppose the, the, the quality, whereas for the last decade with Cork, there has been a good few singular winners, shall I say. There's been nobody putting two and three county finals back to back, which shows you're a quality, that you have quality all over your team. So that's yeah. that to me is a big thing, is that, you know, teams are delighted to win the county and probably, like, all the talk is, oh, we're in bonus territory now. Anything yeah. anything more than this now would be, would be great, like, you know. So, yeah. whereas in the past, I, I take it, like, when the Bears... The Rockies, even Middleton in the 80s, when they were going out mm. into Munster and All-Ireland campaigns, they were going out as serious contenders to win an All-Ireland club, whereas the Cork champions probably now are not in that position. Yeah, way, back, way back in 1987, Mark, I, I came on as a sub um, against Middleton in the Munster semi-final, well, 10 minutes into the second half. But Jesus, I tell you, physicality. Yeah, we're <laughs> was, the manager was <laughs> obviously inside inside corner forward, Jeff Fitzgerald, yesterday's manager. Yes, Mother, yes. Jesus, the strength and, and the toughness of them. Yeah. Was, and yeah. I was only yeah. 18, you know, but she's blown yeah. away by it. There are six forwards that time, Anthony, were all six for two, six for three. They were massive. Now, TJ, you asked the question last week about a father and son combination. Have, have you ever seen it before? So, yeah. My own buddy Dick Welch, a very good man in the stats, right, and has some head for uh, history. He has brought out, he has the answer, and it was in front of us, we didn't spot it. George mm. Fitzgerald and his father, Paddy Fitzgerald, were managers not once, but twice they've done it. So Paddy oh. would have been manager way back, and George managed the team in 13 and this year as well. So now he says to me he has a son. A father and a grandfather, but he won't give me the answer. That's good. So we're willing for that. I'd say there's more cases out there as well. We put it up to the listeners there. I'd say there has to be more cases out there. Has to be. Yeah, but he done a bit. He he said he definitely has a father, son, and a grandfather, and he just but he hasn't given me the information yet. And he said you won't you won't find it on Google either. He said a bottle chicken. Yeah, yeah. Dello, the other thing before we leave New York is on Friday at 2 o'clock... I want to go, TJ. I don't want, I don't, I don't want to leave it at all. I don't want to leave it, okay. I want, I want you to picture the situation from our point of view. 2 o'clock New York time on Friday, which was 7 o'clock Irish time, Marco. Johnny Longhall, we went in there, and do you know what? Did he tell you what the sign of the times and technology, Mark? We asked him to flick on RT1 for the All-Stars. Right? So we, we sat down 2 o'clock on a Friday... And watch the All Stars in, 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 in with, with Johnny, and he looked after us. Oh, brilliant! But uh, it was all crack. green, yeah, it was all green, TJ. Yeah, we you had, got it wrong. Yeah. Hey, you got it wrong. You, you, you thought you'd only get 11 All Stars. Well, I was kind of concerned that because of the previous and the records and stuff like right. Look, the reality is, I'm not going to talk about the 12 who got them. I'll probably have a conversation about I thought Nikki should have got one, yeah, and Manatee. I thought Manatee is very hard done, but. Nikki's um, influence on the team. Don't get me wrong, Juan Murphy, a brilliant keeper, great shot stopper, and had a super year. But I think Nikki's influence with this team is incredible. I, know. I agree with TJ. The goalkeeper in the All Ireland winning teams always struggles to get the All Star. When Kilkenny were flying, the goalkeeper rarely got an All Star because he had the whole pile to do in terms of shot stopping. But I, I know what you're saying, Quaid is so influential on the restarts, it's, it needs to be taken into account. 
Yeah, I think there's thirteen change. vote. I think there's thirteen votes, lads, and I'm kind of reliably informed by a snitch <laughs> that was seven six to morph. You know, that'll tell Probably. you, like, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I even seen Vincent Brown on Twitter giving out that the All Star selectors are a disgrace because all the cop crowd were saying that like first time ever in All Ireland finalist and getting an answer. And Vincent Brown said they're an absolute disgrace. He said because the fifteen Limerick men should have got it. Like, oh, see, <laughs> <laughs> you've gone to another level, TJ. But oh, well, look, in the case yeah, of Vincent I, I, Brown, I was going to use my buddy Getty outside in Gareth's land. You know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and you, and you know, know. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah, you know, but I was doing a bit of a comparison, and we might as well, we might as well started with the All Stars because I suppose it kicked off the weekend. I was going to leave it later, but you know, in 2008, lads, do you know, um, I think the run was, I think Kilkenny beat Offaly by 18 points. To beat Wexford by 17. Now, this is an era when there's a down to a fine art. Remember, mm. and it was just before Galway came into Leinster as well. And um they beat Wexford by I think by 17. I'm open to correction now on the exact um scores in these. And they beat a very strong Cork team, if you go through it on paper, by nine points in the Ireland semi-final, and then the final, sure, we all will never forget it against Watford. I think it was 23 no. points for a finish, but it was just, um, it could have been any score, and they got nine. It's just hard to tell you that we are in weird times in that the league, we didn't even have a league final in that sense, but, you know, are we giving less and less to the other, you know, to provincial title, to the national league title? I mean, I just see somebody send me and tag me on Twitter, showing me uh, Johnny Lahey finishing an Ironman Um over in Spain last month, uh, what a what a man, Johnny Lahey, great joke. Um, yeah. But Johnny, got, I was lucky enough to get an All Star ninety four. We were beating the Munster final by yourselves, Tej. Um, but uh, Johnny didn't even play in the championship and got he, but he's got nine points in play now in the league final against Galway. A great performance in the league final. He got an All Star out of it. Like the, the the goalposts have shifted so much, haven't they? That. No matter yeah, what you do now in a Munster final or a league final like that. I mean, I played literally that year. I played against Tip in the Munster semi-final and beaten by Limerick. and beaten 11 points, remember now, in the Munster final and I got an All-Star. Do you know, uh, you wouldn't have, you wouldn't be within an ass's roar now, would you, of getting an All-Star? So, mm-hmm. well, it's, 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 it's just so much stacked on the final and nearly on the final performance now. I was going to say that there's a strong uh, saying in the GA that you're only as good as your last game. And that's probably like your memory takes you back to the final. To be fair to Cork, right? Like they still had a reasonably good season, Matt getting to an all final. Nobody likes to get beaten. And if you pick the all if you if we picked the all stars before the final, you'd be making a strong Cork case. Uh, Cork, like, but I would say Patrick Collins Sean O'Donoghue, um, Jack O'Connor, Hannity, and Hoggy probably maybe uh, would have been who Tim? Tim yeah. yeah, maybe before, before the they, final. Like, they yeah. would have been the front runners, but all of them failed to produce in the final. Like I just it's a, there's a lot of discussion about it in Cork at the moment, and a lot of fellas have asked. And I said, look, as far as I'm concerned, like myself and Jackie and the two kids went to the final, right? An eight-year-old and a six-year-old. They were bored after 10 minutes, right? And I wanted to go home at halftime. Like, it was just a shocking bad performance. If one of the six of those fellas stood up during the final and held down his own spot, I'd say, fair enough, I could fight tooth and nail for one of them men to get an all But not one of them 
on the All Ireland final day, came out of the final with any credit as far as I was concerned. And that's, I think, that's where the selectors, in my opinion, have probably got it right. Yes, it's shocking that Cork didn't get an All Star. Uh, it's the first time ever in the history at a beaten finalist wouldn't get one. But when you look at the performance of each individual player, and that's what I'd be looking at, not one of them really held up their, their end in the final. No, and I know, I know, Kieran Kingston said like there was a tsunami coming against them, a wave of, and they couldn't repel it, which is fair enough. But you'd normally get one for that you'd say, fuck it, he, he did his bit in early. I didn't think any of the players came out of it with any credit at all, to be honest. So I think it was the right decision by the, by the selectors and actually like, yeah, I'd have had Cork having won. I, I, I'd said it last week, TJ, at Limerick 11, which would have been a new record as well, obviously. Um, in light of the way the year, I suppose, is it's so stacked and ended such a performance in the final as well when people were wondering, you know, this young Cork team, this Cork wave. Yeah. Uh, but they repelled it. So, But I'd still have, I'd still have been having won Cork, I think. I'd, I'd like, yeah, Jack O'Connor, I thought, all year, I thought he... No, who do you leave out? He's taken off. He's taken off. He's taken off. He's taken off. I know. He's taken off. Maybe. And maybe he mightn't even been a Limerick man losing out. <laughs> do you know? So, uh, yeah. You know, so, look. But, yeah, it's, 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 it's always going to be a bone of contention. Some people absolutely hate the All-Stars. Um, I wrote a piece about it for, for uh, Friday's paper. And I, I love the night. Getting the All-Star was mighty thing, obviously, lovely thing, and the, and the club made such a big deal of it in 94 as well, and, and uh, it was an honour for the family and that, but I used to love the night, you know, just being nominated and getting up there and the dolling up and everything and the women getting dolled up. <laughs> and in, in our younger days, there was nearly a search for the women as well, like, because we wouldn't have been going too steady, you know? <laughs> oh, that's funny. I, I went out with a man on a, on, a, on a Thursday night to the Queen's Hotel and uh, at that stage, the All-Star was on in the Burlington the following evening at 7 o'clock, and he had no partner lined up, but he he wound up with four of us travelling to Dublin in the car together anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the Queen's of a Thursday night was a good spot that time, lads. <laughs> but uh, no, sure, look, it is, it, it, you know, you, there's no year where there's people are happy, and I think even when the football was announced, there was as much, you now I wouldn't tune in as much to the football, uh, social media and the things, uh, but you had people giving out about this, that, the other, and that as well. Um, you know how Kerry got three, and they were beaten in the semi-final, and then they were comparing yeah. that to the Cork Curlers beating Kilkenny yeah. in a semi-final and getting to the final and getting nothing. So you know, I suppose that's yeah. you'll always have it, I guess. I know, but I, I actually do think it's more a credit to Limerick than an anti-Cork thing or a, a, the Cork didn't get it. I think it's down to Limerick. And if three All-Irelands won in four years, they've been brilliant, brilliant ambassadors and brilliant champions as well. And they are not going away. That's the thing about it. Like the, the level they're at now at the moment. And we have lived through the Kilkenny dominance where we thought that Kilkenny would never be beaten. And it does happen that you get a team that comes along every now and then and they, they take over the show. And it's up to every other county now to get their own house in order. And I just hope from a Cork point of view, like we certainly have the youth and the artillery coming. It's how that artillery is going to be minded and used over the next, I'd say, two to five years. That's the critical thing. We are, to me, we are probably one of the best placed counties to take on Limerick. But we are certainly not going to be able to take them on physically because it'll take a couple of years to change the body shape of, like what I saw in the under-21 final, or the under-20 final against Galway, 
where we were lighter than Galway, but we outhurled them off the field. That's the only way I can see Cork actually dethroning Limerick is to outhurl them. And I just don't know whether that willingness is there in the management to outhurl anybody because we certainly are not going to outmuscle them. There's no chance of that. Yeah, and I suppose look at to bring us on, and otherwise we'll be we could be three quarters of an hour in, and we're still talking all stars and Limerick's dominance and everything. But you know, there was an interview before the match, TJ. I don't know if you were quite out of the shower now. But Tony Considine was interviewed Gerald Gaffer there at the club, and obviously it's just it's an unbelievable record in Limerick. Um, and he spoke about how you know they hadn't played in seven weeks, and Middleton had played what was it two weeks ago the Cork final three. Um, three. Three, sorry, which is kind of your perfect. We'd all like three, I suppose, yeah. after going to finally seven weeks, and it was hard to get challenge matches. And I know they, I know they played Mount Leinster Rangers, and they, been, I don't know who the other. Yeah, yeah, they got two good ones in. I think all right, but what he said in in the beauty that was in one way. He said that they could allow them to celebrate for a week, a week of nothing, and then a week's rest but the celebrations were over the following week and they just did a couple of gym sessions I think and then they had five good weeks training so it's probably yeah. in some ways but the big point that Tony made which I found very interesting was, was the ground is very different here lads he says I was down at the Cork County final and sure everyone knows Parky Heave now is fantastic and this is something we'll have to come on to when we talk about the other semi-final I mean the conditions in, in, in Farfield were just shocking for me when we've other pitches around the place I mean, I believe Walsh Park, the pitch is perfect now. It's as good as Parky Keeve. It's as good as Ennis Tullamore, even, I believe. And I'm dying to see the highlights of that tonight now. But um, Tullamore is in fantastic shape. I even believe the athletics grounds in Armagh for Schlockneil and Dunlai was, was brilliant. But like Tony said, the ground even here now in the Gaelic ground is a huge difference from seven weeks ago when we played the well. He said, and uh, it's going to be different type of hurling. And lads, you know... Six points to two uh, at the water break. Nine two after twenty minutes. Like it was boys against men, really, wasn't it? Like in terms of Jesus, TJ, I was watching. I was saying, you know, I know a good pal of yours, and obviously I'd, I'd have been I dealt with him the Railway Cup. Top Paddy O'Brien, a great match. Like, and I suppose Paddy'd be looking for a call back off John Kylie the way he's hurling here. In my own mind, you know, and I, I think there was there was an incident, lads, on the I think it was the twenty third minute of my old notebook on above at home. And between trying time to listen to two radio stations, Radio Kerry and 103, Midlands 103, listening to Joe Troy and, and Michael Holler and Kerry picking up other games and the match on, on the TV. Um, it was incredible. But you know, Jesus, Graham Mull, Graham Mull put Sean O'Leary Hayes out over the sideline on the 23rd minute. Now, this is an inter county player, Sean O'Leary Hayes, you know, has come up mm-hmm. through the system and Cork has been on the Cork senior panel now probably three years, Mark. Yeah. And Graham, yeah. who we're all saying, is he going giving it another year? Jesus, yeah. that's a smaller man now in stature wise, but yeah. obviously has yeah. a lot of years of conditioning under his belt. But he literally drove him out over the sideline and at nine points to two and got a line ball in for, for Kilmallock. And Jesus just saying, like, this is just the difference here. There's no comparison with the levels of yeah. aggression and the levels of physicality. Yeah. It was for, sorry, sorry, I, I, I was going to say, uh, Dale, before you went further, Paddy O'Brien, would you believe, is, is getting married? And Graham. And Graham. The first week in of January. Yeah. So, it's, uh, I, I believe that's going to just say this before we go on. Why don't, why haven't we the Munster Club final on next weekend? Oh, it's ridiculous. I don't, I don't it's all about ground conditions. The Leinster final's on in Crow Park. Parky Key, we have the stadium, Nick we have Sunday. the pitch. 
neutral yeah. venue, you know, Jesus, and let people go in and enjoy their Christmas and enjoy and Christmas. Have a bit of a break. Stupid. You're stupid. What was the reason for the other job? I don't know, but like we could have the intermediate and the junior. We could have a triple header next weekend. You know, we could have a double header even in Torles and the Munster club final on in Parky Heave. I presume that maybe the Munster Council were buying themselves a couple of weeks in case fixtures went against them or some bit of hassle that way. But like when you see all the semi finals are played now and they're ready to go, like this affects. The senior, the se- and the intermediate, and the junior fix them all. Like they could have oh, yeah. all have been played before Christmas and give the winners and the losers the Christmas off. Like and just oh. and like what what a crack it would be now if we're at the winning a monster title at whatever grade you are for the Christmas. And oh, even really? though, and even for the lads losing, right? Look, they'll get over the last. We we we've always lost more than we've won, but Christmas and Stevens's Day and New Year's is a is a is a good way to forget about it and drive oh. on again for next year. Like. I'd add in two weddings now, Mark. That's good preparation for a Munster Club final. <laughs> yeah, like and and like if even if you lost it, as Mark said, you'd be in better shape for twenty-two. Losing it on the ninth of January, you're kind of down oh. straight away in the new year. And you know, it's 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 uh, I just think it's madness not not playing it. Even even I was on about that those young lads earlier today they were on about joining this race and syndicate if we go ahead with it, because great interest. But they won their semi-final local amalgamation of four clubs taking on the might of Aero Guinness. But they had a great win Saturday evening. Uh, local uh, Kilcool Gales, they're called, because there's four clubs involved. But uh, that'll tell you about the numbers in West Clare and the decline in population. But, but they're an Aero playing Munster club semi-final against the Bears um, but, next Sunday in Parky Ring. But the, the final is going to be on by all accounts now. I'm not sure it's official, but it's going to be on the Wednesday night under lights, the 22nd. Okay. Because people want to get finished before Christmas right. and have a Christmas and enjoy it. You know, I think. In, get, it done, I, get it done in the calendar year, has always been my opinion. The calendar year. Get it done in the calendar year. We've also agreed that all these matches have to be finished on the day now, lads. So we don't, we're not worried right. about replays. So no. th- th- those games were going to be finished yesterday, either way. Right. And. Um, yeah. For me, that it's and there was no advantage, on. Anthony, because the semi final both teams were playing the same day, so there's no Correct. advantage or disadvantage for any team. No, none whatsoever. And it could have been under lights next Saturday night. Both teams would have had six days recovery. Same for yeah. everyone. Take your chances. You know, we look- saw yesterday with the who knows what's going to happen day to day at the moment. We saw Lockmore were down two lads COVID related before the throwing yesterday. And any of us, we can see that that's going on in Manchester United, Tottenham Hotspur, and other teams, Wasps, even. I think yeah, that's right. right, Monster. Monster, you know, so we, we've no guarantees on that. We have to get on with it. And, and, and right. it's just, uh, I just think, again, lads, it's very unplayer orientated by the GA again, you know. Yeah. But, I know, but I suppose. What am if they have no great Christmas? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. But should, look, the only thing I suppose, Anthony, is that we've moved a long ways forward in the space of two or three years because it's only a number of years ago the All Ireland Club final was Patrick's Day. That's going to be moved forward now. We have a split season coming as well where the club players are going to be taken care of a lot better. So we have a lot of ground made and changed with just a few more to change now. And look, the Leinster, they'll probably review again at the end of next year. Look, the Leinster have played the final this year. Munster haven't. Let's review it now again and see what's the best for the association for the players. But like, it, you're right. We'd be all of the view getting played before the, before the end of the year. We've no guarantee that Paddy and Graham Mull are going to get married only the once, but 
maybe it'll only be the once and uh, you'd like it if they were able to enjoy it, like, you know. 100%. You know, like, you know it's, it's lovely to watch the Gooch getting married on Saturday and yet he was still there with, with the Crocs at the, at the, at the East Kerry final. Um on, on the following day, I presume yeah. with the, the blessing of his bride, he must <laughs> she must have known what she was getting herself in for anyway. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. And I see Willie Dunphy there with Clock Bellacolla, and he got married. I think, and the honeymoon was just put on hold because of this Leinster club <laughs> run that they're on. You know, he got married to physio there, Neve Guy. I think she used to work with Sean Boyle and great lady. And uh, they've just said no, no, no honeymoon there for the week. We'll worry about that when the time comes. You know, so yeah, I, I think we're missing a trick. They're, a week to get ready and we have the stadium be it Turles or be Turles would still be in good condition but Parker Keeve is, is so like Crow Park now you know um, but getting back to the game lads uh, Kilmallock surprise like I mean if you were going through the Limerick Championship before the start of Atija we know it is the big four right you'd nearly have them fourth when you were going through the lineups on the teams now we know on the Pierce have lost two cases you know, since the Ireland final, and that puts a big change on that. And Dune haven't done it yet, despite the, the massive underage. The well mightn't be as balanced. But it's only when you're looking now at Kilmallock in the county final, you're looking at him again yesterday. They are so strong. Like you, you are looking at Desi Hutchinson, how good he was. And really, I would have felt a lot more error than maybe not putting Brian McGrath back on him, you know, in that game. Yeah. But um, you're looking at the options. Like Dan Jai can pick him up, you know, into county player. You know, like yeah, yeah. You have other options. Look how strong! Look how strong they were in midfield. Jesus, Robbie Henley. Robbie Henley. Yeah, yeah, he's trying some serious shapes now. Two boys in midfield. I mean, and like Paul Hockney has been on the Cork panel for a good few years. Uh, young Quirk is onto the panel now with Cork. But he's brought it, no, it was a it was a no contest on the two boys in terms of strength and aggression. And that's this Kilmallock team, like with Oshin O'Reilly, Michael Mial Ulahan, the game he played, the Brilliant. strength of him. Um, you know, even Kevin O'Donnell, the unheralded maybe, you know, that wouldn't be the, the massively known names. Um, the Liam English is the aggression of, of them, David Wolfs. Like they are a very, very balanced side and, and yet we're able to go to the bench. Paddy O'Loughlin was only landed in with five minutes to go to get a run out in case, mm, yeah. in case he's needed. Um, you know, but it is uh, a fair sign of strength. It is. And what I'll say... Dale, I, was, I think Kamalak were fourth out of like in, in terms of the betting at semi final stage. The only thing I will say is before that, believe it or not, in Limerick, they actually could have been taken out twice. Barry Brown had a chance to take them out actually in the group stages and basically in the quarter final. South Liberties were well ahead of them later on yeah. and Kamalak came back and got a draw and won it an extra time. So they kind of they, they just come with a run. They were improving gradually and in typical Tony Cancelline style, seemed to have everything buzzing now and everything on the money. And I was at the Cork County final down with Mark. Like on the day, you'd have to say there was periods of that game where Middleton were impressive. They scored 14 points and played in the first half. They moved the ball very well from time to time. Yes, there was a question mark about intensity. Yes, you were kind of a little bit worried that if Kamalak brought that physicality, would Middleton be able to cope with it? But I got the feeling after the county final that Ben was nailing his colours to the mast. He was saying they were going to have get ready to have a right cut off of this. And for whatever reason, like early doors, they weren't in the game. It wasn't happening for them. And I don't know, I suppose we were kind of getting worried coming to half time to say, was this gone away nearly already? Hmm. It nearly was gone away. Mark, like- Mark you'll be very close to them down there. And and 
you you made the comment earlier that your young lads were kind of bored at the All Ireland final. Like, geez, you nearly would be bored ten minutes into the second half of this final, wouldn't you? Like, it was. It looked like the writing, the writing was on the wall. Anthony from a long ways out, you know. And um, really, until Tommy O'Connell went up. And in fairness to Lehan, and he had a few critics now on social media at half time that he wasn't. He he came into the game really only when the two of them kind of went up the field, and, and it was yeah. the only sign of hope. Like you, you go back to the county final, and we made this point that the lesser known players in the county final won the game, won the day for Middleton. Ross O'Regan, four points, Sean O'Mara and Pear White, four points between them. They got eight points from play between those three players, and they were the lesser forwards. Like you'd know from early doors, Karma Kuzen got two handy chances for knockover points, and the bottom went wide. And kind of, when that kind of stuff happens, you have a fair idea that your day is going to be a tough one in the office. And I thought from I thought from early doors, Kilmanock brought an intensity that Midland hadn't dealt with at all during the year, or they just wasn't prepared to to go into that battle where it needed to be won. And um, like Connor to me was periphery in comparison to his semi-final and final performance in Cork. He was peripheral yesterday, I thought. Tommy O'Connell had two shots at goal, scoring one. The other one hit the upright, and he was up going up in the forward line for five or six minutes. So. He certainly showed a bit of something that you'd be looking for. And he's been called into the Cork panel, which I think is a, a correct decision as well for him because he has been he has been really good. The biggest question is like, do you play him in the half back line? If you're coming up against that that famed half forward line that Limerick have at the moment, I don't think he's going to offer a whole pile of resistance against those three lads. But he might have something to offer, I think, in the middle of the field, certainly. He has the hurling and he has a bit of about him now, you know. But Overall, I think Midland be really, really disappointed that they never had a cut off of it just today. A little bit better in the second half, Anthony, but wasn't a whole while better. They were never going to get back into the game. Um, the goal, and no, Ross O'Regan didn't play, which was a loss, there's no doubt, but one player didn't change the whole dynamics for Midland. Um, it was just a poor performance overall. And I do, like Ben, you're right, TJ, Ben, ben would be very. Um, ambitious, I suppose, is the word I would say. He would be looking at that, getting to a monster final with a club team and trying to win it. I'd say would mm. just, you know, lads, they just wasn't at it. As simple as that. Just one of those things. The only thing, TJ, that Tony might be, and look, at I'd say he'd love to us on next week. Obviously, we mentioned that the distractions are ahead, and and, and but they're the same for Belly Gunner. I presume maybe don't have weddings, but they still had that Christmas eating. No, no real threat of a goal at all, but probably didn't need to. You know, 19 points, 1-9, only conceded the 10 scores. They were in cruise control, like, but they didn't create a goal chance, I would say. Only one real one I could think of, anyway. Yeah. Um, didn't really need to. And Ocean O'Reilly was making those runs, but they didn't really they didn't really go for that killer ball. They sort of just took the points from outside and they had a fair scatter of wides as well. Um, so they were they, they were so dominant. I suppose that didn't bother them on the day. And when you're going well like that, you know, when you're twelve three up at half time, you say, lads, we can score seven points here in the second half. We'll be winning this, you know. And, and that's the way it turned out. So uh, yeah, and even, even in the second half, there, I think didn't they go a good period of time without getting a score? I think they didn't nearly seventeen or eighteen minutes of getting a score. So yeah, yeah, yeah it was a, there was a feeling of cruise control and it was a management and like how how good were Kamalak versus. How off were Middleton? I suppose that's a question that we'll find out down the road. Kilmanock seemed to be doing everything right. You'd have to say their formation, their work ethic, their movement of the ball, it was all very good. And Oshin O'Reilly there at centre forward and his busyness and he's like, he's kind of like, 
and this might be a kind of a very strange kind of maybe uh, collaboration but there's a touch of a keen about him at centre forward in that mm. he's kind of wizardry he's runs around the place and he causes a problem for a centre back because he can score and if you let him off like he could hurt you with three or four points and you know I mean then he's pulling defenders all over the place and it's definitely working for them you know Gavin a full forward like Graham like they have a very very strong team and Paddy O'Loughlin will have an influence on this at some stage so oh, yeah, yeah didn't need to bring him in didn't need no. to bring him in and, 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 and you know said to the team as well that look lads you know, Petty's not going to walk back in here. And right. Kieran O'Connor is someone that's really impressing me at centre back. And yeah, today, very, you know, very impressive. Keen in the county final. Yeah, didn't change it. it didn't like didn't no. put Paddy in on on, on no. Keen. Left Kieran again. Lehan popped in centre from the get go. Yeah. Kieran back then. I had him as a minor now, and he great potential and really beginning to show that potential now. Great pace. Yeah, and I, I, I I'm going to judge a little bit of bias here now, right? But two good buddies of mine, their two sons, are being very influential for Kamala. Clacky young fella, first of all, came off the bench, got a couple of beautiful scores in the county final, got a great score, great score. some hands again, right? But I suppose the real plus for Kim Malik in 2021 has been the form and performances of Mihal Hula. Mm -hmm. He's been yeah. really, really impressive. Um, four points in play, uh, man of the match. Like He, he, he just has been... Like on the money, I'd say all season, I'd say if there was a, maybe a, a player of the year in Kamalik at the moment, I'd be kind of giving it me all hula. He's just been so impressive all the way through. So that's a major plus for them. Like he's like a new player. Lovely clean player as well, TJ. Beautiful clean player, like he's better. <laughs> I, didn't think, I thought hula had produced a centre back or a full back that would be leather and everything to move. Maximum midfield, no forward just be coming out there. Yeah. <laughs> fair play, fair play, hula. Top class, man of the match. Match, is he anywhere though. close to the uh, senior panel uh, TJ he's 25 um, I, I, I would say it's definitely going to be a question for them um, I think he's done enough to say like he has to be considered yeah, yeah worth, worth a call so I don't see why not I, I, I'd say he been a, has he been involved in minor run 21 at all not really he might be on, maybe on the fringes there a couple of times he would be the same age as my uncle they are going to going to school, going to college, and they didn't kind of really maybe get get, get into the, the inter-county squads. But it's not too late, as we've seen in different sports mm -hmm. all over the world. So like he can, he can definitely play a part. So I'd say it's definitely a question for them. Like you spoke about Limerick's half forward line at the moment, and there was a competition of trying to get to where Tom Morrissey grown Hegarty are at, which is like just a really, really high standards. But in terms of the club, in terms of the forwards, Nihal has definitely been up there at the very, very top. In 2021, I put you this way, Marco. If he wasn't a Limerick man, he'd be getting a call off a fair few inter-county managers. He would, he would. There's no doubt about it, yet. No, he has it all. In fairness, something he was very, very good. Just a, and he's he's big and he's strong. He's he's well able to hold on. Yeah, and, yeah. and Mark, in your, in your world, which you would pay a lot for, he's well bred. <laughs> he sure is. He sure is. Well, uh, yeah, you know, congrats, congrats to Kilmallock and they probably go into the final now. People would have been making belly gun rights after the belly a game. Um, favorites for the Monster Club, but uh, I think people would be looking at it a bit different yesterday. But as I said last week, lads, I think belly gunner would travel to Cusick Park and Innes to play their three matches in in Monster if they could. Yeah, because we did. Lads, it's, it's anti their style of hurling, you know, and I think you could make maybe something similar with Middleton as well. And, and maybe mark the, the fact this, this split season going forward will help Cork as well in that 
you know, we're going to never get to the stage again now unless they change back. Yeah. That we're going to be playing a September All Ireland, you know, in wind and rain, like yeah. the great one you won in '99. It'll be July All Ireland finals now, from now on. And, right, and yeah. but it, I think Belly Gunner lads, and I think they do overdo it at times in terms of the short stuff um, and passing back. And they have a massively influential goal goalkeeper who made three brilliant saves. Now missed the penalty badly, but uh, he's a great keeper, Stephen O'Keefe, and I, I think if you're Liam Cahill. You'd be picking up the phone early against Saki, give us give him another year there, will you? But yeah, they do yeah. tend to overplay, and when you're not on a good pitch, little things can go wrong. And and once lot more, and we move on to that. Once lot more, who traditionally haven't been a good starting team for some reason, um, and give them the one five to a point lead. Uh, but once lot more got the dander up, I suppose, and and and, yeah. and got stuck in now. <laughs> We'd have to talk about some of the decisions, like I mean, but but just on the overall, I think I think Bally Gunner would be loving. I think the final is fixed, maybe for Torles, but they'd be loving to go to Barky Keeve, I think, for their style of play. And yeah, again, Desi Hutchinson was was outstanding. I mean, probably yeah, made the two goals good. and five points in play and taken down for the penalty. So he'd like yeah. it fast, wouldn't he? He'd like it fast and quick. So well, they play they they play that they play that style like they they they're kind of two men in the full forward line. They had one man in the full forward line. They played a lot of cross field ball. No, I, I thought a lot more, you're right. Should they have moved Brian McGrath? I thought they did move Brian back in front of him for a bit as to act yeah. as a sweeper for a while. And just to, to digress away from from Desi, this Brian McGrath is something special. That's he's a serious mm. player. He's a serious holder. And I can tell you. He'd be my number six for Tipperary next year now if I was picking that team. Straight in at centre-back. His, his yes. time, he has the legs. He has the hurling. He makes very, very few mistakes. I thought he was outstanding again now yesterday. And he's so genuine, so honest. But um, like Desi, it's certainly, it's very obvious what, what Belly Gunner's game plan is. It's all wrapped around Desi Hutchinson getting fast ball, diagonal ball out in front of him, creating space. I think Limerick, I think Kilmanock will, ha will have a plan for him. I don't know whether to leave the full back on him or not, but I can well, see that diagonal ball. Parag Mahoney's lining out at 13, but he's no more staying at 13. He's coming yeah. out, and then he, he he's given an awful lot of that ball in, especially early on, Mark, you know, the first goal, yeah. you know, cross speed diagonal ball from, from Parag. Top player, obviously, top inter-county forward, finding another one who's really in the full of his health at the moment, and... and um, yeah, it was it was um it was one of those ones that um will be more talked about a lot for there was a lack of flow to the game, let's say straight away. I mean Twitter now last night would say it was a wash with tip lads absolutely giving out jars, but not just tip lads, being honest. Um the, like you could say both decisions to put off the two McGraths, neither of them were made by Johnny Murphy, you could say. Right. Oh, he was so close to the second one, lads. I don't know how he couldn't have seen something happening if something vicious happened. Like, yeah. I would be very disappointed. A player I've always admired would have been Barry Cockland. I'd be very disappointed with the way he went down. Um, but I thought, in fairness, to the midfield lad, what's his name? Um, oh, God. Just he got winded, all right. Yeah. yeah Paddy, but, Paddy, um, the midfielder, is a good player now, number nine. He was winning. I thought he was just got Levery, caught by Paddy Levery, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. good horror now. But, but, but you see, that, that, that started with an incident beforehand where Noel McGrath was out to get a poke off of him. And all he was doing was squaring it up with his body. 
Like, mm. you're right. Johnny didn't see possibly both incidents. He went to the sideline man for one and he went to the umpire for the other. But I just want to come back to you now, Barry Cockton, right? And, you know, Barry, do us a favor, pal, will you? Stay up. If you want to go to the Premiership, away you go, pal. Well, I'm annoyed with a note, to be honest with us. That's, that, that's strong. Did you see up, the incident, TJ? Did you see the incident, TJ? I didn't see the game in full, Dilla, but on social media, I saw um, a good bit of stuff there going to the airport last night, and I did see the two incidents, yeah. I didn't get a good close-up view of the second one on John McGrath. It looked like as if he kind of tapped him on the hand, knocked the ball, the ball out. take the penalty, like. Yeah, and, to be, and to be honest, but if you watch John McGrath, right, in the same movement, he kind of wheels and rises the ball as if he's going to take the penalty. Yeah. So like, exactly. it, it, was, it, it was all part of the same movement. I suppose, look, there's a couple of things here from my point of view, right? I said about Peter Casey already, right, that history and your culture and your kind of previous should count in all walks of life. It's a matter of out and out hurlers, right? They don't have a history of it. They play ball. Like, like it just seems very harsh. What I'm also going to say here is I know Johnny Murphy personally, right? And I know his umpires. And in fairness, those boys, they play hurling and football. They've been wrong in a long time. Um, I'm not in favor of a player getting sent off unless you're absolutely sure that it's a red. Absolutely sure. Um, like I know Johnny's coming for a lot of criticism there now, and I think some of it's basically over the top. Like if he gets told by one of his umpires or one of his linesmen, look, it was a strike in action, he has to go, puts him in a difficult position. But I suppose the key question here is what's he been told, and what's the view of those guys this morning? Like, are those two decisions technically right? But yeah, it's hard. Yeah. And the point the point was made a fair bit, TJ, that Noel McGrath's actual incident, a shoulder to the chest off the ball, is a red card. Now, how many times in, in games do we see subs coming on and the wing back or the cornerback meets them with a shoulder to the chest? I mean, we'd finish up every game with nine aside if that's going to be the way. And he did get clipped before that. And for me, the linesman was a clear man. How he could call it. I mean, you might have thought from behind that Noel used the pole of the hurley as well as the shoulder. But when you don't yeah. know, when you don't know, when you don't know, you can't can you take that chance. He certainly didn't. We all saw the replays. He certainly only used his shoulder chest. I think the, the belly gunner player was winded, was caught unawares, and was winded and, and was entitled to go down. The very Cochrane thing, lads, again, how often have we seen a free awarded? A, a, a lad who's four points ahead and there's a penalty given, he grabs the ball, very cocky, yeah. grabs the ball, picks up the ball, walk away, I'll buy Stephen a bit of time now to compose himself in goal, and John knows time is running out and they need a goal and he's probably taking it, and John has been fouled for the penalty, some people arguing it wasn't a penalty either, but so look, at everyone's going to be subjective and they've their own opinions, but like, John just taps the hand to get the ball back and the ball hits the ground and John goes down to pick it up and then Barry goes down like he's shot, and 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 two belly gunner players race the, the umpire, you know, yeah. and they know he's on a yellow because you know you know when you're playing Lockmore, the two McGraths, you you you'll know if John McGrath's on a yellow. And I was just disappointed, you know. I've great admiration for belly gunner as a club. Why wouldn't you have, and, you know, played him in a monster semi final? It was an absolute epic game in Torles back in the nineties, late nineties, and again we played him. I think in two thousand and five, and they beat us down in Watch Park. And, you know, we've often played them in the sevens and, and you know, you would admire them. They've produced so many great players over the years that, uh, you know, so I'm not having a go at their manliness. Do you, do you, you know, you mentioned Barry Cock 
Barry Coughlin, I don't think, would be happy waking up this morning, Mark. I couldn't say I would be happy with him. Yeah, but, 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 but that's the way the game is turning. I'm sorry, it's not for me, right? Because I look at the Premiership, and when I see fellas going down, running around the place, that's enough for me to say that's not the game I want to be involved in. And I'm going to come back to video evidence again, lads. And we had this discussion last year. It took about 10 seconds for me to look at TG Cahill and say, John, um, Noel McGrath hit you in a belt of a shot on the chest. Yellow card, Noel, would you cop yourself on? Don't be doing that again. Red card, no way. And that's it. it we I, have to I, take I, the decision out of the yeah. referee's hand sooner rather than later. Because it, And look, all you need is a fell in your ear. Johnny, it's a yellow card. You've seen it in the television. It's a lesser amount it, of time, Mark, than it took Johnny to go over. Correct. The lines and get it. And that's exactly what I was thinking, Dello. Dello, you're usually privy to these things, right? The GEA this morning, the Referees Association, will they be happy with those decisions? I don't look at it. I think they're good to back their own refs. Yeah. Um, you so, know. like, are they, are they telling Johnny, Johnny, you were wrong? Ah, uh, look, I think, TJ, if I'm to look at the overall thing, right? It's a, if Johnny was told by his linesman, it's a red card, uh, he it was a hurley and shoulder charge to the chest, whatever he said to him, Mike, we're not privy to that, we won't be. Um, and if if he was told by his umpire that, look, um, John McGrath hit Barry Coughlin down the hand, uh, he might have been getting the ball back, but he hit him across the hand. If, he, if he's told, though, I don't think he's any great options then, you know, maybe. But at the same time, for me, if I'm the critical of Johnny in this occasion, I hate being, no, I hate being critical overall of refs, like, you know, because we don't have refs. You know, and players and, and managers make loads of mistakes as well. Like, and I, I, I've, I've been, you know, um, a man who's made plenty of those over the years and maybe have cost my team's matches, both as a player and a manager. Well, so, we, none of us can say we're, we're not guilty on that front. But for me, overall, like, after the first sending off, then, like, Bally Gunner were entitled to about three or four frees, maybe immediately afterwards, didn't get them. I just mm. said, so it can't be balancing the books here. You can't, you know. Maybe you've got it in the ear then of someone because the world we live in now, like even the lads, Michael Rice and, and, and Michal O'Donnell, I think at halftime, Irish is not great, but they were even saying, I heard Twitter, there's no Irish version of Twitter yet. So, you know, they even said, could it not re even re maybe be reversed at that stage because everyone seemed to have seen it and the commentary on Twitter was gone balubas. So, yeah, I'd be, I just even look at even Belly Gunner's second goal was, was Brian McGrath frontally charged on the way out with that ball. You know, you say, looking back at it, he was, and that was, that, that's just a call he got wrong. Fair enough. It led to a goal. No one's to know it's to lead to a goal. But I just felt he, he lost control of the game. And um, as a result, we had mayhem. And look, lads, we all saw Saturday evening what happened after the Connacht Club semi final. And now oh, it looked really? like a blatant mark. I know, Jess, I hardly know the rules about the mark and all this, but the, the, the Montbello lad caught the ball and put up his hand as he was hitting the deck. That's this forward mark and wasn't given. But still, the player can't be jostling. Players can't be jostling a referee at the final whistle either. And, 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 and to go back to a point there that Mark made a while ago, right? Is, let's say, the simulation and players running to the referee, like you see plenty of it now in underage matches, right? Uh, running to the umpire. Uh, is that something that needs to be addressed in a kind of a stronger way? Like what Mark said there, we don't want to see a premiership here. She is, I don't know how many times I've seen sports fans rolling around the ground and asking players <laughs> looking for fucking handy penalties and stuff like that, right? 
and you think they were shot, Mark, right? And and then you see the replay, and they were hardly touched at all. You know, yeah. So it, it's I, I think the GA usually pick a league, and they pick either the hand pass or the hurry to the helmet or whatever. Is this something that might be looked at as part of a 2022 league to say, right, let's get rid of this out of the game now. Let's 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 have a serious discussion about it. Let's get the referees on side because as you said there, Dillo, we need the referees. That's we I, all know that. And like Johnny would want to have got all these calls right. Of course he like, would. Of course like, he would. Correct. In, in, Absolutely. In, in, in fairness to him, like right? I said, he played the game himself hard in football. He, he he knows the game. Yeah, he, he like he he might be accused of being picky from time to time. But to be fair to that man, right? He, he he's working on his game to try and get it right. And like look. I don't know. It's, it's it's a hard one, but I'm just curious to know is what is the detail like? What's his assessor's report reading this morning? I'd love to read that. Can you get us? He, 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 <laughs> we'll we get Fergal on next week. He might tell us a few things. I uh, I see. I see Eddie Brennan said I, all he want for, on Twitter last night. Eddie Brennan said all he want for Christmas was a few more Fergal Harkins. <laughs> but no, look. Um, yeah, Actually, yeah. Well, last night, like you know, you must be saying, God, like, but to their credit, I, I believe they behaved with huge dignity at the final whistle. No, TG Carr didn't show anything of Johnny coming off the field, or but I, I, I believe that you know, there was huge, you know, they just got together in the 19 weeks, I think, in a row they've played and they've, they've been heroic. I mean, even their performance, I mean, if that if that incident hadn't happened and that penalty was scored. They nearly had enough momentum, you'd feel, to get sure, a result map. Like, that's it. We, we actually haven't talked about the significance of John McGrath sending off. Oh. They were four points down. They'd been awarded a penalty. Momentum had swung towards them. They had a man sent off, and they lost the penalty. Lads, it was a massive turning point in the overall context of the game. And as far as I can, Barry Cotton played it like a tune. He went looking for the slitter. Thanks very much. John won't get that. And you're right, Dale. He bought a bit of time and he bought exactly what he wanted to do. He might not give me a slap. We get the penalty overturned. Didn't expect the man to be sent off. It's just incredible. The outcome of that one incident for me is very strange. TJ, you, you wondered about what Crow Park would be looking at Johnny Murphy's performance. The question I'd be saying is, Johnny, when you'll go back and you'll look at the review of this when you're watching it, will you be happy with the decisions that you've made? I think he'll be very disappointed with the Noel McGrath incident. I'd say he'll definitely say it to himself, I could have given him a yellow max. And I think he'll look at the John McGrath incident, he said, oh, I was kind of justified in giving him a red card, all right, you know, or giving him another yellow, yellow. and giving him a red. But you know what? If there's other circumstances, the outcome to, to have a man dismissed and to lose the penalty was a very, very harsh thing to do for the fullback creating the problem, which was picking up the ball and moving away. Why did Barry Cotton have to go and get the slipper? Barry, get out of it. The free has been awarded. You know, so I think he'll say to himself, yeah, I, I might be okay with giving a yellow, but you know what? Deep down, I think Johnny Murphy will say to himself, if I saw both of those incidents, I probably would have given Noel a yellow and I, I'd have brought John McGrath to one side. He said, John, one more incident now, John, you're getting a yellow and a red and I leave things stand and I let the, uh, let the game progress. That's, that, that would be my feeling like. Marco, Johnny, Johnny sells cars in my home village in Nachlan. That's what he does for the day job. So I'll call him Tim during the week. I'll ask him for you and I'll report back. 
Right, you'll you'll have the referees report for us next week. Thanks, DJ. Thanks, I just think overall, you, you just it was frustrating to watch. You just wanted to see the contest that these two would have served up, you know. And even though conditions were bad, and I don't think that would suit Belly Gunner, but Lockmore really were finding their stride, as we said, and were hurling with that. I think Tommy Mar got a point from the sideline there to cut it back. To, to a point before they got the second goal and Hutchison was brilliant and Philip Mahoney was actually involved in the in the incident for the penalty that it was maybe <laughs> Billy Gunner might yeah. have felt, felt aggrieved yeah I would agree yeah yeah he had a great game though and when he started to dictate as the loose man because they had the extra man and when he went long and direct I thought that's when Billy Gunner started you know to play the angle ball outside the likes of Mikey Mahoney Desi Hutchinson um the other lad of the man, he's got the first goal, uh, Kevin. And when they started playing those balls up, uh, you know, they all came into it more. And I think they look at that, you know, they're sort of going to look at that heavily and, and say, we, you know, we have to play our own game. But at times they got too caught up in the short stuff. And, uh, you know, there was a fierce opportunity for Lockmore when you finished the match without the two McGraths. Um, and one of the best keepers in Ireland makes two point-blank saves from one of the best goal-getters in Ireland. Yeah, no, I'd say John, probably looking back at the video, when the whole frustration with the sending off and everything, he'll still say he should have put the two of them. Now, the one he pulled on was instinctive. He knew he was being closed yeah. down, but he, he might have put a bit of a better angle on them. But at the same time, they were they were brilliant instinctive saves by a great instinctive keeper like he just great, you know they were phenomenal like Jesus the, the first one like was point blank and John was able to wind up like he should yeah. have probably put it on the near side he hit it to you know the, like it was a great save I think there was a bit of look on the other one the other one hit him in the knee did it but he saved he it at the same time like but it's the one, save one, like one, I said two great saves on Twitter just the only comment I made it and come I know we'd be talking enough about it this morning so I wasn't going to comment on the referee or anything but I yeah. said, Jesus, what two saves? And, and uh, I think Jason Mullins from Limerick teacher says, you'd have saved them yourself, Dale, they were straight at him. <laughs> and I said, Jason, I'd be gone for cover. <laughs> John, John McGrath, six, seven yards out, winding exactly. up with me. Like, Jeez, okay. But yeah. that's the one thing with Stephen O'Keefe. Bravery is not an issue, you know. Uh, and even though he dropped the penalty yeah. wide, I bet you if they got another penalty, they came up and taken it as well. Do you know that kind of way? Yeah. He, he's yeah. full of courage and, and full of full of the right temperament. And and look, even the ball was turned in for the penalty and the red card. You wouldn't rule him out saving that penalty either. The way he was playing goal, um, he's that. He was very so good. He was the, the bit of Astro they have in Dungarvan in front of the goal is a penalty taker's <laughs> dream. Spin the ball. Yeah. 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 Put a spun it. It was a bit like a cricket ball. There was a bit of a twist on it, I think. Top spin, top spin, yeah. But look at... Um, very you have good. to give credit, before we go away from Adela, you have to give great credit to Lockmore. And yeah. it was only actually when Noel McGrath was sent off that they actually grabbed up, grabbed hold of the bit. Like, TJ, it was like they were being ran ragged all over the field. And it was a bit like a horse out the back of the field under the pump. But just the minute Noel McGrath was sent off, they came back on the bridle. And they took the game to Belly Gunner from there to the end. Like it was, it was incredible. Like, like they were uh, seven points down at that stage. They ended up losing by five, and they were down two men as well. So, lot more can hold their heads up high um, in terms of what they have contributed to the GA about hurling and football all year long. And um, the, the McGraths will be very disappointed to get red cards, like you know. But mm. Jesus, as a club, they are some club. 
they're a fantastic club. They are, for, without doubt, they're the, probably the, are they one of the best club teams in the country at the moment, lads? Well, yeah, you just say. have to, you know, say, like, the, I mean, Aero Guinness looked to have them beaten last week and they fought back to get a draw. John McGrath kicking the leveller and, and extra time and then go down in tough conditions. And I know they were disappointed with the conditions that, you know, they, they felt Walsh Park. But I think, I think it's health and safety with Walsh Park is it with, the, with the construction that's going on there. I think the pitch is actually, yeah. they have the job done on the pitch. I think the pitch is very good. Yeah, so. Um, I know Pelly Gunner weren't happy with the pitch either, let's face it. And I, you know, look at a lot of negativity towards Pelly Gunner last night, and then we've even maybe expressed a couple of things we weren't too happy with. They're great club lads, and they'll they'll think about this long and hard till the 9th of January now. And possibly a lot of people will be making Kilmanock favourites now, given Limerick's status and the way they hurled yesterday. And I think Bally Gunner will have a fair say in that monster final because you know, big proud club, eight, eight, eight champions in a row in Watford. Yeah. And uh, you know, oh, well, they're probably they'll be favorites, Taylor. Like, I mean, they were they were they were evens favorites going into the semi finals. Just I think Kilmanic would have been about three to one and stuff like that. So, I, I, I'd expect, I don't know, TJ might have the, the betting on it there, but I, I presume it'll be kind of one to two, 11 to eight. I would be expecting or six to four, Kilmanic. It, it's an even money chat as far as I'm concerned. Like I, I, you could pass up a tight a coin between the two teams now. Like in the venue, the weddings, you know, how fellas mm-hmm. recover after Christmas, COVID. There's an awful lot of things that could go wrong between here and the 9th of January. So yeah, it's, like, it's, yes, I, the betting is a bit tighter than you suggested, Mac. It's 13, 13 days is where Bally Gunner obviously uh, favourites. Yeah, so it's tight enough, 50-50 mm-hmm. game. Yeah, so. Some yeah, value. Can man have some value at that? Yeah, yeah. And look, lads, um, you know, it's one to look it's a mouth watering game and so many subplots now as well. And um Is the venue fixed? Dylan, are you are you suggesting? for Turles either on the eighth or ninth? So, you know, you'd have been liking Cork, I think, you know, I Turles super as well, like your stop. You can go wrong really with either of the venues. Um it'll be a mouth watering game. I just pull and it's not next Sunday. <laughs> We couldn't really be having it. We could be having another Mardi Gras of of Leinster Club Final and Munster Club Final. It would yeah. be great. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's the way it is now, and they, they both get on with it and they time to run. I suppose best they can now. That's that's what you have to do. And 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 you'll be training Stephen's morning, lads, and you might be allowed out for a few days even on Stephen's day, and that'll be it. <laughs> but um, great great stuff, lads. Um, it, it, it was an entertaining day on the box. Um. I was, I was, as I said, sure, a, a regular, most regular on the show, as I suppose over the years, um, has been Ken, Ken and uh, it would have been hard to ask Ken to come on this morning, I think, you know, because Les, uh, they were heroic rhinos, and I, I was listening, listening to Joe Troy on Midlands 103, great commentator Joe, and uh, radio, and as I said, I, I Michael Holland as well, um, a great belly duff man, but he was doing the Kim Miley. Dunhill match and uh, that's great excitement at the end of that as well from Parky Ring. Uh, but Jesus, lads, last 65, three minutes into overtime, and you have to like, and they, Ken, I have to say, I haven't seen it yet now again, dying to see the incident for the goal. Seemingly, TJ tried to win it and um, just did, did manage this. And I suppose you get so sucked into TJ. And you said we have to stop TJ, and and they spilt it away from TJ, and then uh, on Cody just let fly and connected cool. and the goal. Of course, final whistle. They're back up to fifteen. 
You can imagine the Rhinos dressing room was good and all the men as kin to motivate and lift. They'd have been devastated, I think. Ben Keneally had done a magnificent job on, on TJ. Stephen Winding operated as a sweeper, um, who's good, you know, awfully, awfully player as well. And he was magnificent as a sweeper, I think. And although Belly Hale would have dealt with being against the sweeper so, so often, um, they they just they just failed to kind of cope with how good Stephen Wynn was, I think. And, and they had the match won, I think. Um, but, <laughs> Champions, great champions are great champions for a reason, lads, aren't they? And uh, they somehow find a way. And I have to say, the Shamrocks, great club teams over the year. I'll, I'll go back to the Boar team that denied us, and and you know, Atten Roy and and um, uh, you know, uh, Sars and and um, Portumna, um, uh, Newtown. I, I, in modern modern times, I'd say, and but Jesus. Belly Hale Shamrocks have to be the top dogs, like don't they? Kula, I'll have to put into that bracket as well, back to back All Ireland champions. What, what an unbelievable bunch of players! They're incredible, they're incredible. And like it, it is a trait in Kilkenny with the amount of success the Kilkenny teams, the Kilkenny senior team, obviously. How do you keep that team motivated? And now you have Belly Hale Shamrocks. They're after win the fourth county in a row. They had two All Ireland clubs, one under Henry. Didn't get to play the one last year, even though they would have been qualified for us. And now they're back on the trail again to try and win another one. Like, how do fellas stay motivated? And there's a great picture on the examiner today. The four belly hail fellas, the minute the ball has gone in it, they've turned around and they're racing back out the field, right? Because they're getting themselves set up like straight away. And they're probably thinking in their own head, we'll get a winner here, lads, you know? Puck it out and we're going to win it. So it just, the enthusiasm and the will to keep winning is just incredible. I, I just, they're phenomenal, man. But it, it obviously, lads, is a culture. It is bred into Kilkenny, you know, about, you know, no matter what amount of success you've had, you keep your feet on the ground and you keep, and it's about winning. It keeps coming back, lads. I keep saying this. It's still all about winning. It's about winning. Yeah, you don't, you don't have a beat until you're like in the car on the way home for sure. Yeah. We were we were yeah. we were trying to we were trying to follow the scores and I know I've mentioned what's the score before. It's great for matches like that when I was away and it did look like as if it was all ends up. And it was at the sixty fourth minute that the yeah. goal was actually minute, scored. Was, yeah, it, it, was gone into the, it was three minutes injury time and it was gone into the fourth minute. Like, but the sixty five sixty five was allowed. Like, um, and had had to be dropped in. You know, and I thought the, the, the Rhinos lads will have nightmares for so many years. And like, like the first, probably, they probably had 13 back, don't you know? At that stage, no one had to be a goal. And I suppose, look, when you've Colin Finley and, and, and TJ, they'd probably suck up a fair bit of focus. Lads. I'm, I'm only thinking my own defensive days yourself, TJ, full back. Mark, you going back as a midfielder to defend, maybe there. You, you were saying that's two Ian Reid, two Ian Finley, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cody. Like two, three as well on Cody, lads. You know, Adrian Mullen, five points. I know now they raced away in injury time, and yeah, I think Adrian was fairly well marked for the 60 minutes, but injury time he really and but he five from play. So, um, can we just like we often played in matches, right? When you played in the backs, right? And you were a point up, you were two points up, you were three points up, and there was a long range free coming in. And the only thing that ever struck in my mind is who's going to take the responsibility for the ball coming in now. 
are are we all going to be like little lambs and leave it to the next fella beside you? And that's why I always felt you have to take on the personal responsibility and go and try and win that ball yourself. Whatever happens, don't let the responsibility to somebody else because in, in a shared responsibility like that with eight or ten fellas around the place, it's very easy to hide. Very, very easy to hide. Whereas I always felt I wanted to get the ball. That's my, my own personal belief because I knew the time was up. There was going to be, this is the last play of the game. Get on it, whatever happens, and don't leave it to somebody else. That was what always was in my mind. I couldn't say that I was always the same. I, could be like, I had one or two <laughs> philosophies that it was kind of like uh, when a ball was coming at them. If you, if you were marking something like TJ Reid, you'd be kind of saying, right, I'm not going to win this ball. But, but he's not going to win it either. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, no, t- tough one. You have to give a lot of credit to Ken because he was excited about the Leinster Championship. He had said that after winning the county the three in a row. He said he was looking forward to it. He obviously had his homework done to put them in the position that he put them in. And it was just a pity. Like, what a final you would have had the way it turned out with Kilmacud getting beat the other side. It would have been something that nobody would have forecast. So, um, just and a lucky... Huh? You would have had you would have had the Offaly jerseys and the Leash jerseys on view, uh, TJ, because they both wear the Tipperary blue and gold. Very same. They both wear the, that jersey. Okay. Colla and Rhina. So you either had a toss or the county jerseys would have been out. You know, I tell you a good one, lads, about the last minute high ball in. Like you know, we won the Munster Club in '97. We beat the well the final, and that time. Um, Whatever yeah, way I was in it, I think I think the London champions now play in the intermediate Connacht, but that time they were automatically in the All Ireland quarter final. So we had to go over and play the London champions in Ricelip, and in some ways now it was a beauty. It was around the tenth of December now, and the crack was good, and about ten of us stayed on. Like, but of course business had to be taken care of first, so there was no pint drink Saturday night. Arrive to Ricelip, hundred percent tuned in, and Stephen Sheedy was after getting sent off in the. And the two sheeties were great. They were here for a few pints with me Friday night uh, with Ken Ralph and Tommy Howard had a great old chat and reminiscing all about that stuff and, and Rice Slip was brought up. But Martin used to play fullback and Stephen centre and I'd be wing or maybe Connor or whatever. But, but um, Stephen had been suspended and himself and Anthony Carmody got sent off in the Munster final and of course Stephen was in London since Friday uh, enjoying himself because he was out <laughs> and he'd be back for the Bur match. Like, but we, we had to take care of business so we were, we were deadly serious Saturday night went for a little short session over there, actually, in the car park at the hotel we were staying in. Anyway, make a long story short, and I, I was in at six, anyway, instead of Stephen's spot, and we we, we hurled really well in Rice Slip. Now, half of Clarecastle were over there, and all clear were the All-Ireland minor and senior champions, and you imagine, TJ, you know, we had the cup with us somewhere as well for a mighty, all the clear turned up in Rice Slip, huge clear crowd turned out to see us playing, and uh, we, we did the business, and I think we were up. We're up something like 124 to 10 or 11 points. It's 10 minutes to go on, anyway, lads. And a lad came on centre forward. I have no idea now where he was from, right? I won't even name the club now if people had to look it up if they want. But there was a freshest, there was a smell of fresh sauce off the lad now, right? <laughs> and I knew by the first puck out that came down the middle the way he pulled, pulled about three seconds early. But Jesus, I said, get a loan of the helmet here somewhere. <laughs> because otherwise I was going to be missing Christmas, never mind a couple of days in London, <laughs> the way this lad was pulling. But anyway, they got a free lads out of 65 right at the death injury time. And we were we were 13 or 14 points up. And my man came in anyway at the edge of the square, and I was I was marking him like you know, and Martin Sheedy was the loose man because 
his men had gone out to take the 65, which was a drop it in drop job, like you know. And I said, just as he was hitting it, I said, Martin, best to look with that fella. I'm out of here. I said, <laughs> <laughs> and in front of the whole horizon, I legged it out to the way. And Martin Sheedy had to go in under your man, and your man left him ripping. <laughs> and the ball, the ball broke into our goalie, uh, Tommy Hagerty, who popped it out to me. And I got the last puck of the game down the field in a big cheer. But I completely <laughs> abandoned ship, Mark, because even if, even if the, if Gabriel's was Gabriel's in London, if Gabriel's had got a goal at that stage, we were still through anyway. Oh, you! I, I was going now. to join my I was going to join my couple of days in London. I said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but look at lads, yeah. And yeah, uh, did you beat Paris well in the most final? Yeah, we did. We sure did. Some game, some game at Orlis, yeah. And you know going on the semi but, and and in, the well in the final, yeah. In 1997, Paris well beat us. In the county final, it was our okay. first senior final. So it could have been me and you, TJ. It could have been me and you, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She don't probably. She don't. Anthony Carmody got uh, and Anthony Carmody was hurling well the same day. I think she don't kind of took one for the team, like you know. Uh, <laughs> we'd have sure we'd have great with the Sparrow and Victor Fergie too. Yeah, Alan Neville, yeah, Kenny Morris, like, we'd have fair team now, you know. It was, it was a team that probably won, should have won an All Ireland club no more than our our, our neighbours, uh, Dora Bearfield and Six Mile Bridge, but. We came up against that bomb machine and had two massive games. Anyway, I've gone off on a tangent now of back to the 90s again. And, and uh, But that was just one I always recall about the last puck of the game being dropped into yeah. the edge. This oh, I was Good being man. no math or beyond the London lads. <laughs> <laughs> well, in those circumstances, though, I, I couldn't disagree with you. <laughs> they might have beheaded Roger Casement over in London, Mark, but they weren't going to be heading Dale in the dying seconds in Rice. <laughs> <laughs> Dale, the other one I would remember about long balls coming in Mac and Dan Shanahan I, I met him a couple of times he was in full forward and like there might be a free or a long ball coming and he'd be talking to you like he'd be there here we, like the ball be in the air like I'll catch this boy yeah I'm going to catch here we go oh, teach. here we go teach. yeah who'll, who'll come down with this one yeah. <laughs> and, and, absolutely this, great, with the, this is with the ball in the air Mac and you were, so, you were uh, I can imagine you then saying absolutely nothing yeah and the last just before I dropped in about, about maybe 10 yards away I'll give you one guarantee, then it won't be you catching it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll stop. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, I think I remember another one, and we've gone off an hour in our stories. We're coming up to Christmas, but uh, we were playing tip in a tournament one night, and uh, Jesus, they're hammering us this time now. But this is poor Lingan was our manager, so we got invited to all these watches and gold pins tournaments. We were playing him in Bancha one night, and it just was one of the nights we stood up to him now, and we, we were giving it holly of a Sunday night. And uh, we down to the wire, anyway, it was two points ahead to tip now. And there was normally 12 in it in these matches. Two points in it, and then we got a line ball. And the ball, Fergie Tui, was centre forward on Bobby Ryan. And uh, like that, anyway, and I was sure I was down cornerback on Malcolm Fox, down the other end. I was right, no, what was going on? Like, but Tui goes in from centre like into the edge of the square like and uh, whoever was taking the line ball was good at them anyway just going to come in around the square probably Jamesy or someone and two he says be a great time to get a goal Bobby and Bobby says you're willing your hole get a goal he <laughs> <laughs> says I figured I wasn't going to get in a goal day oh, this is on the way home I said when you shut your mouth I said you might have got it <laughs> Uh, stop where would you get it like the stories are great ones like aren't they I can remember we played a county final against Mallow in 2001 and Tiger Reardon was playing centre forward and he was he had an unbelievable hand now brilliant and 
he cleaned me out in the first half anyway. We always, always slag him, Colin, 30 minutes tight. He hit four points, got off me at halftime. And, uh, so I got moved anyway, and there was a fella came in and marked him. But late in the game, there was a high ball coming into the square and a free, and the fella marked him says, Tiger, he said, I'm telling you now, he said, you put up your hand, he said, you might win the ball, he said, but you certainly won't come down with all your fingers. <laughs> that was enough, was it? <laughs> and the whole, the whole place could hear what going on, like, you know? Oh, and uh, yeah. Julie, he went up, put up his hand, and your man let him have it on the back of the hand. Ball was going out the field. <laughs> oh, Just thinking back yeah. to Dan Shannon as well, TJ. Like you know, Dan was, was unbelievable. He was only a young fella, like in '98, you know. And, and we had beaten Cork, obviously in the se- in the semi final in Munster, and and then uh, Watford came with this unmerciful challenge in the Munster final, and we were pox to get a draw. But but um, I was marking Shawnee, Shawnee McGraw, great pal as well, and we'd great crack myself and Shawnee. We'd always be slagging each other about. That he'd have to buy me two pints if I got a pint from wing back, and you know, if he that's two pints I've scored now, then I'd swear, I you know, I don't be keeping telly now, Shani. We used to crack, like, that was never a never ever a crossword between me and and I and Dan Shanahan as well. My seven Dan used to have crosswords when I was on the sideline with Dublin, <laughs> yeah. but we were playing, never. But he turned back to me after he got a third point from play in the draw and monster final, and he was, I he was only 19, like you know, Jesus, my man getting three from play, granting now if you're wing back. You're, you're allowed, your men can score five yeah. or six points and you can still have a great game. But he turned back to me as he was running back out to wing forward and says, You're not marking Shawnee McGrath today, boy. He'd be dumbfounded for a minute, but I did come up with one. I said, You're, you're a good bit bigger and you're a good bit uglier as well. He was missing a couple of teeth, you know. Ah, sure, great character, Dan. You'd love me, Dan. Like, yes. yeah. yeah, I'd love to go. I'd love to go to for a night. I would meet up with Dan and Ken and all those Milan. They were great crack that team as well off the field and any dull trips we would dodge. They were they were just the bull field and all those they were they were massive characters, you know, and, and and missed missed people like that, I think, from the game. And the more they're involved, I think, in the management side of things and even the media side of things, the better. And look, lads, we could have had an unbelievable Leinster final that you probably would have got a thousand to one on at the start of the year, but uh, uh all credit to Clock Bellacolla. Um, magnificent performance Saturday night. You probably didn't see it, TJ. Um, Do you know what? You know, I, I, I saw a good bit of it. I was with a long call, but you were probably no. you were probably on your point number six or seven with with Johnny Kennedy at that stage. Like no, actually, this particular game, I was watching, I was with John Mackey watching this one. I was actually in his house. Nice party has two in fairness, but unfortunately, we were watching the game. But his Wi-Fi provider must be the same as yours because we. Had, <laughs> We had, I was I, I I had to go back to the manager, right? Because we had a couple of freezes and things, right? So but I did I did get to see most of it, yeah. Yeah, once once the Irish examiner looked after Raphael to come out here and sort out my Wi-Fi, has there been an issue since? It was you last week with no. the issues with so West Clare Wi-Fi, all is forgiven, lads. You're doing oh, a good job. Yeah. Just hadn't the equipment, hadn't the equipment. Okay. Lads, it was but, uh, it was you know, I was doing a few notes as I was watching it, watched above at home. Um I was doing a few notes and I had been up to just been back down uh, up to Mullock to poor old Marty's mother's funeral, Marty Morrissey's man Peggy. was a great lady, one of the ladies of Clare and our sympathies to Marty. Um, it's just so sad to, to lose Peggy that way, you know, in the crash. And yeah. um, uh, so I'd been just back down in time for it and I whipped out the notebook and was taking notes and just brought the notes with me there. And, and I said, Jesus, clock. Balakala playing with some intensity, could this possibly be kept up for an hour? You know, and, and with the feeling that they wouldn't be able to. 
But by God, lads, they they played with some and lads, they have some hurlers on that team as well. Like, I mean, Jesus, man of the match again, second week in a row, picky Stephen Marlitz. What a fall, what a goal. No, again, I was questioning maybe Lockmore, you know, leaving the young lad on on um Desi for all the game. And Davy Crow's only young lad, cornerback. You know, if you have Bill O'Carroll there, maybe, you know, who'd probably been well used to playing against him in Walsh Cup. National League, Leinster Championship, you Bill O'Carroll and put Bill on picky and say, Bill, you stop picky. Like he's the threat up here. But yeah. I mean, what a goal, the way he finished it, couldn't coach young lads how to do it. And but as their intensity and, and their game plan again, obviously, we mentioned Ryan as like Darren Maher, fullback, who's who's a bit of a throwback fullback. You know, we've all been talking about how well Ronan Hayes has been playing. What a game he played on him, just. Solidity personified to put Lee cleared in back. Obviously, Crokes blatantly played with a two man full forward with Alex Considine. Lee clear picked up Alex, uh, Darren picked up Ronan, and they sat there with Conway in front of them, you know. And let's they had a down to a fine art, like you know, in fairness to Declan Laffin with the management, obviously, has it done all with, with Lockmore, and, and all they had to do was spoil it, you know, as we said about to don't let him catch it anyway. and just don't let Ron Hayes catch it. And he only came off at one point from play and he's their talisman. Like once he got at the ground, Conway was in like a bullet in picking up the scraps and, and they, they played it brilliantly. And um, you know, I I'd say great credit to them as well, as from my point of view now as well. Get your take on it now, Mark, in a sec. But Oshinaro got a brilliant goal, like what a goal, and Fergal Whiteley was starting to thunder into three great points from play. And you'd say, ah, here here they go now. But like Clock Balakala just believed and believed and believed and and got the reward and and a deserved three points victory and I obviously was coach Crooks for two years and very close to loads of people and players and and, and people in the club there and, and felt sorry for them but it was a, it's a great story isn't it with Leash Hurling and the man I think of most lads and I remember walking out of we we played Leash in 2012 I think it was in in Tullamore and it was an unmerciful beating now Dublin and Leash. And, they were at a low ebb, things were, and I walked out and, I, and I'd admired him for years in the Fitzgibbon Cup with LIT as Willie Highland, as a great player. Like, you know, he was yeah, part of that yeah, first right. 2009 winning team in the Clock Balacala. We just have to be walking out of the new dressing room side in Tullamore, you know, just, oh, geez, Willie, how are you? I says, I'm sorry, I said to meet you after there. I said, look, hard look, I said, and he said, oh, geez, we've just fit to give it up after that. Like, he said, where are we going? And what's the future? And there you're, you're looking at Willie now, looking forward to going to Crow Park to play in a Leinster final. Isn't it great if you're in perseverance? Of my keep team? at it. Yeah, keep yeah. at it. Look, you look at Gavin O'Manny playing full forward for the, for Kilmallock yeah. over the weekend. Like I mean, like certainly if there's a willingness to stay fit and you want to keep playing, it is a it's the best sport in the world to keep to keep going. Like you know, and yeah, you're right. Willie Highland saw him playing a huge amount of Fitzgibbon games, left over right, desperate hard to. to to mind, like, and I, I need a great hand. And look, he's had a lot of defeats down through the years, but the fact that keep, keep going and it, like it's brilliant for Leash Hurling. That's first and foremost the, the most important thing. And and to be in the Leinster final, and oh my God, playing against the might of Bally Hale, but you know what? That 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 crops to do my power of good, like. Oh, massive. And, and, and they're they're great encouragement. They've beaten the Wexford champions and the Dublin champions now as well, Mark. And yeah, yeah, as, we, as we flagged last Monday. Belly Hale haven't been firing 
against Mount Leinster and Rhinos the way other years. Now, going into Crow Park, of course, you'd probably have to think it, it would suit them and uh, things. But um, yeah, it, it, it's it's really one to look forward to next Sunday, I think, TJ. Yeah, and I, I will agree, great prize for them to play the Leinster Club final in Crow Park. Brilliant for Leash Hurland. But to go back to Declan Affinger, I have seen him playing a couple of times the last day against the Rapparees as well, right? That you'd have to say, the forward line in general is very good, but to work it out from the forwards, out into the middle of the field is phenomenal. Two and three guys to the breakdown every single time, chasing in packs, hunting down everything. And they play that, it's a sweeperish system, to be fair to them, but they're all buying into it. Everyone knows what they're doing. Their use of the ball is good, like every single time, because they're playing with five forwards. When they work the ball to that middle, they don't give it away easy, like. So you'd have to say fierce, well-structured, fierce, well-coached, but credit to the players. Like, the energy, unbelievable. unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Are, are, and, they, and, are, they, are they a football club, Dale, as well, by any chance? Or is it just all hurling? I think it's hurling. You know? I think it's hurling, yeah. Hurling uh, only. John McAvoy's club there. Johnny was with me with the, the Dublin seniors for a while. Uh, he was with the Derry seniors, I think, for the last couple of years. Um, good good guy. Uh, good, great hurling man. Um Great when Willie Highland was taking and Mikey McAvoy as well. Mikey's 35, I think, centre back, and they were just out on their feet. But when they were coming off, the whole stand in Port Leash stood to claim them. Like, and Leash's a great whole county, like, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. 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 Really yeah. love the hurling there. Like, it's, is, that, is, is that final fixed for next Sunday? Next Sunday in Crow Park, to, yeah. Uh, TG Car, so one, one to really look forward to, I think. And uh, hopefully, now, you know, Rhino Dyer was. On, on commentary duty for RT, and he was hoping maybe that they wouldn't be get. They were very excited at the final whistle, and I think Derek Derek was right in saying, "Look at Brian; they're entitled to enjoy these few moments." There's no one saying they're going off for a lash of points tonight at the Leinster final next Sunday, but they, they can't enjoy the few moments. I think the big narrative was like I think there's four thousand nine hundred members in Crokes and three hundred in Clockpalla, and of course, like you know, I'd be always saying, like, like if that's the case, lads, China be winning the World Cup in soccer every year, you know. So it does, doesn't quite go like that, but um, you know, and, and it's probably a you. I think Crokes with the very structure and their underage and everything will always be a force in Dublin hurling. Clockpalla may not be because the numbers might not be, and but they've come along with a few brothers and uh, diehards that have stuck with it, and, and they have a very good fifteen and. and I can't think of his name on top of my head, but this young lad with the yellow helmet that comes on, I think he's only out, he's only out of under 17. Um, he'd still be an 18 minor uh, this year. And he, he comes on in every game and he gets a he gets a massive uh, potential star and he, he, he won one is, great is he ball. Carby? Possibly, possibly uh, yeah. Mark just evades me now. I have the, I have the 28 page examiner sports supplement there. So yeah. I, could, I, could, yeah. I could go rooting it out there now. Uh, great reading yeah. again this morning and uh, while we were waiting for TJ to come down from Dublin, Mark, we could chance to read the papers and everything this morning. Good chance. I was on time. I was on time. I've often yeah. been told uh, that I'd be late plenty of times. But what I have been saying in recent times, Mark, and only he can judge this, TJ Ryan, always late, but worth the wait. Yeah, a better, better TJ Ryan been late than the late TJ Ryan. Yeah, true, true, true. Fella said that to me, he was late for training one night. He kept flying into the car park and I said, For fuck's sake, like it's a third night now. He says, Hey, he says, better delay it. 
<laughs> or better, yeah. better with Johnny Johnny O'Connor being late and the late Johnny O'Connor then oh, he says <laughs> oh, bombing yeah. coming from work like you know, I couldn't couldn't say much about it you know but no look yeah. lads um, great story hopefully it continues that we have a great final I'm not trying to say we, we don't want Barry Hale to win wouldn't it be a great story for, for Clark Bellacall if they could win an instant title sure look at uh, as as leads that it'll be admiring all that um we we it was it's not an end and we, we we've just said what we think of Billy Hale Sharmocks they're incredible. And and, and uh, from last week you know, I, I found out St. Thomas's then in Galway they play Leinster. They play Leinster so yeah okay, it, okay. that's where the draw goes Marco so okay yeah and look just to stick with the senior for a minute again Schlockney lads what another incredible club we mean you know we said a lot about Lockmore like come out beat the Antrim champions again yesterday comfortably for a finish in, in the athletic grounds and all, you know, the Chrissy McCabe's and all these great footballers, the all-star footballers, the inter-county footballers, brilliant hurlers, like, and uh, what what a club they are as well. Their camogies, I think, were beaten in, in, in the All-Ireland semi-final. Oh, the, Bella, the Bella beaten, yeah. yeah. Incredible club, though, lads. And, uh, you know, they'd, they'd have been fully confident that they'd win it. And, and now, again, fair play to Ulster, I'm going to say, lads, they, they face into Ballycran now next Saturday or Sunday again in the Ulster Fine, that'd be a great final as well because Ballycran, big three massive traditional clubs in down, I suppose. Ballycran, Ballygalgat, and, and Portaferry, and uh, Ballycran winning, winning their title. And, and you know, I think they haven't won a, an Ulster now since way back in 2009 for them. They see that as a long, long time. So, but for the Derry team to be going into the final as the favourites, you know, when in the row, you know, in, in the pecking order in Ulster, it would be. Antrim number one, down number two, Derry number three. You know, for the Derry champions to be going into that final um, is inc- is incredible stat for them. And they were so good against Valley Hale, I think it was two years ago as well. Um, in the All-Ireland semi-final, they'll be fancying their chances there. But I think that's a great final as well that we'd love to see next week. If we, if the timing's allowed, that'll be one I'd be buying anyway. Um, is, it on is, it on t- is it on any television programs, is it not? Don't know if it is, but you can nearly get you can nearly get them now anyway. I think I think, I think there might be one football and and uh, Leinster club final one, someday. The club yeah. Final, yeah. yeah, I'm not certain. I'm not certain of that now. Uh, Larry might confirm that for us before we go off the air. But uh, fair dues, fair dues to them. Um, I know Dunloy as well. Great, great club, massive tradition. Uh, they lost a couple of lads for the throwing. I don't know what now. The reason was that injury, or was would it be COVID or later or anything? But um. Still huge, huge kudos to, to Schlock Neil. And um that as I said, that's another massive one for next weekend. Um on that, Les, I just wanted to bring something. I got a, a tweet um from William Coleman, good North tip man. Um he said, Dela, would you not think it'd be a good idea just to shake things up a bit if we got rid of and it, it was on the back of TJ me kind of complaining that the Galway champions get a free ride every year into the semi-final, you know? And and he said, would it not be a great idea and a great novelty? And I don't see why we couldn't run it in the same time frame that we would go for an open All-Ireland club. So we would, if you're senior, you're senior. So the Schlock Neils, the Ballycrans, the Dunlys, the Thomases winning Galway. Now, if I see Turin are going very well. I haven't won Mayor, but they're intermediate. Kilmoyley will say are intermediate even though they're winning Kerry like obviously if they did win the All-Ireland Intermediate they would go back into the senior um, but he said as William says an open All-Ireland club so we'll say 
last weekend or two weekends ago, you could have had, once the Galway Championship was over, you could have had Thomas's against Rapparees and you could have had Ballier against Schlockney. You know, I, th- I think it would be something really worth looking at, lads, as a way of spicing it up again and saying it's the open. Okay, you still go all out. Your county championship is your All-Ireland, but you start off training for every February, January, whenever. But once you win Clare, then or Cork or Limerick, do you know, did the fewer kill You're into an open draw to win the All-Ireland. So you get here of the provincial champion. You could have had Kilmallock and Ballyhale Saturday night under lights in Turles. Um, a double header with Rhinas and it could still be two Leinster teams. You know, there's no seeding. I think going from William's suggestion, it could it could easily have been Middleton and Kilmallock just the same. Yeah. But everyone yeah. into a pot that are senior. So the three northern teams, Thomas's at the moment, the all the Leinster teams, Mount Leinster, Rhinas, uh, the Raps, uh yeah. Crokes, Belly Hale. Um, and all the Munster counties bar the Kerry champions at the minute. I think it's an excellent idea. Be great. Excellent. I think it's a great competition. Let's and, and and with my GEA TV coming down the track here, Dale. I think that it will only add to it even further. Like, but can you imagine the red zone? Can you imagine the red zone? Like some cracking games, and it would throw up games that would have never happened before in the history of the GEA because of, well, because of the way the, the thing is structured. It'd be massive games, but yeah, really, really smart idea. Yeah, great, great suggestion there, uh, William. I think something that should be looked at. Let's not be waiting two or three years to look at it, lads. Jay, people, I don't know, you don't all listen to us, but I think it'd be fantastic. I, I think you'd have, you'd have just, imagine yesterday, like you say, you have Thomas's and Belly Gunner. <laughs> yeah. Turles, and, you know, under the light, whatever, like yesterday evening, just a fantastic, you know, televised game. Four of those matches televised over the weekend, you know, the rest all in the red zone or whatever. Brilliant, brilliant idea. Uh, I think, you know, great suggestion, you know, positive kind of way of looking at it. Um, and I think, you know, that's 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 the kind of thing you, you like, you like hearing. Um, great story in the intermediate as we go back, we go down to the intermediate in, in, in Munster anyway. Um, me old, old muckers down the road across the pond in Kilmiley. Going down to Cork now, they've beaten the, the the tip intermediate champions, and now they've beaten the the Waterford intermediate <laughs> champions, and uh, had to live on the nerves, I think, again. But again, I think Daniel Collins, who's a, Daniel Daniel, is is a class act, and the two O'Connors and Tom Mornan, I think, who's a, a soldier for me back in the day, and I, I wouldn't like to put an age now on Tom, but always in great shape, playing brilliant stuff wing back. I think he, he he set up the goal and scored a great point, and uh, they saw off Dunhill in a massive battle and. Corsi's unbelievable uh, massive win against Mungert yeah. as well, and and it looked yeah. like Mungert. I think Mungert scored in the eighth minute of injury time yeah. to level up that, yeah. and it looked like they had all the momentum. But um, again, this Corsi, Sean yeah. Corsi's think, have been um, Corsi's were six points up there after thirty-five minutes and failed yeah. to score. I think from then to the end of the match, and Mungert uh, drew, and um, obviously you're right, all the momentum had gone down to the Mungert, but may, maybe what they had done to get back level. Had exhausted them and courses came out. And again, it t- speaks volumes about your panel because they got five points in extra time. Four of them were scored by substitutes that had come on during the course of the game. So, again, that's the value of your panel. And it's, and every fella's important because you'll often find fellas, you know, won't turn up to training because, ah, you're not going, you're not interested in me or I'm not going to be on the first 15. Some fellas are, they are more important. The fellas that are on the bench sometimes can be as important as a player. 
and mm. there's a place in every team for everybody. You just have to have the patience and the faith in the management that they'll pick you. If you're performing well, you will be picked. But sometimes, fellas, I suppose they get a bit disillusioned. They feel as though they're not in the plans and they stop coming training and they blame their, their management. And But, you know, for, for any team, you need everybody. And it's so important to see that those lads for courses over the weekend, the subs that came on probably carried the day and then I went to a... Um, and now into the Munster final against Kilmiley, which will be a, a novel pairing as well, Dela. Cork and Kerry in a Munster final. And, and Holland. Another, another little novel bit to that in, in the in the few years he took out from Kilmiley in the last 22 or three years, John Myler. He went to courses and coached them to win I an get, intermediate championship. I, and he got him relegated as well because. I know, he I can still. <laughs> but isn't it amazing the, the stuff that you keeps throwing up, like, you know? And, yeah. Yeah. I was just reading his bit on his interview on, on Saturday about how he loves him. He loves he comes up early and goes swimming in Banna, which is only over the road from the Kimiley pitch in Lerig, and, and he goes cycling around there. And of course, that's Myler as well. Like he, he loves all that. He's, he's, great, he's, great, he's, great, he's great, isn't he? He's great fun, like he's great fun, yeah. like is uh, I had a couple of battles with him now, but I'd be very fond of him, like fierce yeah. fond of him. They love and him. He's a, they love no, him, no, yeah. GM and true and true. But, I used to paint that picture for the boys of one, two while we were down there. The first year they wouldn't train at all. And the second year I said, I'm not coming down unless we're going to train. And as I said, I told you before, we were desperate unlucky against an up and coming Douglas uh, club at the time, down extra time we lost it. But I used to keep painting the picture of bringing the people of Kilmiley to Crow Park for All Ireland Intermediate Club Day, you know. And it's getting a bit closer, but courses, of course, as well, we'll, we'll be looking at bringing their people. Yeah, of course, he's yeah, very near to Kinsale there, Mark, is it? That's right, yeah. Ballon Spittle, yeah. uh, years ago, yes. uh, it was well known for the moving statues. And uh, yeah. I even visited myself th- that the uh, the story and the rumour went out is that she was definitely moving. And there was massive crowds used to come down there. Um, my mother, my mother so went that, down, yeah. Gabby Goodsir, she definitely saw something, she said. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if, if you stay out of something long enough and you don't blink, it will move. There's no question out about that, like. Yeah, but um, they, great they, story. They, but... they, they, they're a fierce win now. They're a fierce, yeah. and Sean Toomey again came up with the goal. Johnny O'Connor played well again. So, you know, from um, Kingston, he has to be, he has to be, um, looking at be considering him. The big, the big thing that is that physicality, look, Mark. He brings that physicality. Yeah, he's a good man, he's a great hand in the known. He's a hardy, he's a hardy, yeah. hasn't, um, he's had a good few injuries. He hasn't had a, a good run at it, I suppose, as the men says. That he, you know, if he could get injury free, he'd be okay, and he'd yes. he'd be giving himself a better opportunity. But I think the big news coming out of the court panel, I think, is that maybe the Conal Ahan is not going to go back. Seems to be the the word on the ground now. Well, that is going to change after the weekend. The fact that they're out of the championship, but it seems as though he he had been um, he had been approached to go back, but I don't think he's going to accept it. Okay. So okay, well, yeah, obviously that's that's. His own prerogative, and I suppose when you are out of it, you probably see another side of life as well, lads. He probably enjoyed his club hurling, and he showed that in Cork, especially. He was he was superb in the semi final and final, and probably saying, "Look, at I'm enjoying this." And we spoke about some of the Waterford lads as well. We spoke about how good Philip O'Mahony was, how good Stephen O'Keefe was. They've, they've yeah. stepped away as well, and they're saying maybe intercounty is not all. You know, the demands are. are intercounty is it's a tough gig now, lads. In fairness, yeah. I mean, we really enjoy this. 
when we were playing, like, because after every championship match, you definitely have a couple of days of downtime where you could go away and have a few points with the lads and have a bit of crack and a laugh. But no, you can't go anywhere because everybody on social media and the management has just gone to a new level where it's unacceptable now probably to have a few points and a bit of crack. Like, and we're not, they're not a professional outfit, but we not great, great days out of it. Uh, and like, we're all the same, roughly the same vintage. Like, so, but like, I don't know whether we would survive in the current climate, Dela. Uh, we change our ways. We change our ways. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else. Or instead of instead of playing for, for 12 or 13 years, we'd have played for five or six and good ones and had a right goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's yeah. the way these lads are thinking now. That moving on. What's it all about? And look at again, lads. I see Cork have pulled out of the Munster Senior League. Like, and maybe they're right. You know, I see Keane Lynch talking about it there that he's picked up the Hurley twice since the county final and he, I think he's he's on, he's doing a Masters up in UCG and he played two league games with UCG um, and hasn't looked at the Hurley since he just said he just needs a break from it he needs to freshen up and he wants to be right for the business end of, of the year to come and that will be Limerick will have a major say in next year's All-Ireland we all know that and um, his club will have a major say in the Limerick Championship and you need a bit of downtime um, and, and we need to create that for them and hopefully with the split season that will happen and Anthony, think of it this way. He's hollowed a year twice and he's a fantastic player. Imagine the fellow who's no Munster Championship, no All Ireland, no Leinster Championship, and no prospects maybe of winning one either. Is great credit. I always say this is great credit to the lesser teams because the likes of any man, any Limerick man now pulling on a jersey next year, he knows he has a right chance of winning an All Ireland medal. It is for the other 12 or 13 teams. That are saying, Jesus, well, I don't know, is this for me or not? Like, you know, it's, yeah. I think there's more credit due to those teams because they don't have as good a chance of winning all Ireland as well as the Limericks do, you know. Yeah, I remember saying to my brother Martin one time, um, I had no car at the time or anything. The first car I got the bank, give it to me, Mac. But uh, I'm obviously, I was working in the bank and you were in the bank, and Molo, I suppose, was the big hurler in the bank, <laughs> he was the man, uh, right. and um. I remember saying to Martin one day, I was bringing me out from some course I had done in Limerick. I had to get a lift out. And he said, look, I'm in Shannon. I'll run in for you or whatever. And I said, and I was, we were training like Billy and I would link in at the time, working the bank. Like, and I had the bank exams done, of course, because we were training and training. And then Gaynor had brought it to another level altogether now in terms of professionalism and doing gym and all that. Like, and I said, geez, if we could even win a league, I said, with Claire, like, you know, that'll be to yeah. be very good for me at work as well. I saying, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Move yeah. Your, your your profile in work and, and that kind of thing. They don't even know who I am, and I'm bursting my ass every bit as much as possible. Caddies, you know, like, uh, <laughs> a guest who and little did I think what to come along like <laughs> in the next yeah. couple of years, yeah. you know. So it's good, and that's why we're lauding the the Willie Highlands and the Mikey McAvoy's from Clapballa this evening, you know, and. and those lads were lauding that they're going to, to Croker next Sunday as well. And enjoy it, lads, and play well and take it all in. That's my advice. And, and you know, don't let the occasion get to you. Go and be the best you can be out there for them and, and, and relish it's taking it, on the reeds and the Fenleys. You know, I think you have to, yeah. haven't you? Really relish it. Like, to say that you were born for this, even though you're you're getting to 36 or 7 now, you didn't think it was going to happen. But here you are. Then start finding great and, and that's why I said earlier on, it's great credit to any fella in his mid thirties now to be continuing to play and have a chance of winning silverware and getting the crop park in a, on on a final day and Leinster final. That's absolutely fantastic. Unbelievable. And the beauty, 
And the beauty of hurling and the GEA, Delo, is is that one day, one day, could, day. Fix, an, could fix an awful lot. <laughs> one, one hour of glory could be worth a lot of nights of torture. Like, and that, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who, who is it? Who is it that said that one day to live like a lion is better than a thousand years of living like a sheep you know, or a lamb? I think that's you know, and then, and then, like for these clock bella colleague boys, what an opportunity! You know, and shout out lads to Shkihina Rinka in, in Tip, who beat my good old pals in Ogunlaw in extra time, a great battle in the Munster Junior semi-final. Shout out to John Maher, my old soccer pal. He, he's played a bit of those turnpike overs. Shkihina, Shkina, we used to call him. That's his, that's his club and tip. Um, very down near Belly Corrine there, I think. Randy Regan came out of it there one time. And uh, Belly Giblin, uh, Mark in North Cork. Big win over Caroline um, in Limerick yeah. as well. Another fierce battle. And for them as well, massive... Crow Park is getting nearer again for the, those guys, and uh, they'll have yeah, to Dallas, Christmas Dallas, as well. I, I, I'm Sutton Mark the Aussie footballer, as we call him now, the man that got the goal against Kerry. Um, mm. He's gone back to Australia, I don't think he played now over the weekend. Uh, but Dara Flynn, their forward, has been called into the Cork senior team as well, so that's a, a big plus for them as well. So, okay, um, but like it, it doesn't prove that the levels are kind of correct. Because there's draws across the board that'll tell you that the, the standards are pretty pretty close, which is great. It's fantastic. Unbelievable, yeah, unbelievable. And and um, look, um, I I have to open this place in 15 minutes, so I better be going here. We're 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 going on a bit, but uh, <laughs> no, but a quick, quick great 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 response to that, your idea about the racing club, Mark. We we'll have to put more teeth into it now. Um, yeah, massive amount of tweets, private messages, WhatsApps. Yeah. Private messages on Facebook, fella saying let myself and my four buddies mad to get involved. So we we won't do it this side of Christmas. Obviously, we won't get something done, but we, we'll try and put a bit of flesh on the bones, will we, Mark? Yeah, well, I, I actually since since last week, I've actually been contacted by um a breeder down in East Cork who has offered us a three-year-old filly for nothing. Okay. This is getting but more attractive by the day. Yeah, he just said, look. I know your probably your intentions is to go and find a racehorse for the, the podcast, the too old, too slow, too four pod syndicate, something like that. <laughs> but uh, he said if you want to Philly, you and go come and pick come and pick one, he said. You can have any one of them, he said. All I want to do is cover training fees and he's she's yours. Who 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 said it wasn't worked all the years of playing GA? Which which is the two years? Three Phillies. <laughs> Marco, Dilla, before you go, Marco, is that the iron board there behind you? So just for the listeners to see, look, all morning, whether it's, whether it's financial deals, mucking out horses, ironing the shorts. What a man. That's Jackie's, dr- that's Jackie's, dress for the, that's Jackie's trousers are dressed for the day. She's inside in the shower for the last hour and 47 minutes. She can't come, come out. out. <laughs> the emotion is going to cost you a fortune, Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> TJ, special thanks to you today. What an effort to be on the show. <laughs> legend, legend. Lads, I put up on our own WhatsApp page, just the four, the three of us and Larry, put up a goal scored by Mark Rogers. I showed you one earlier in the year. He scored against Castle in the senior Gaelic football style. What a soccer goal. Corofin Ruan, lads, who'll be probably favourites for that under 21 A and player. 123, Scarafogunlo, 413. 
Mark Rogers goal, lads. He puts Nicky English's goal years ago on Ken Hogan, the one he dribbled in. Oh, I'll put yeah. it up on my Twitter feed later on. It, it lads, yeah. it is a goal. He must have taken three touches on bad ground now. Over and over, yeah. it was a soft, mucky old day, and he took three touches and slipped it past the keeper without any hurley. The hurley was after being ripped from his hands. What, 30, so, what, it, what 35 years old? He lasted the Unbelievable hurley. goal, like, isn't it? You know, but, uh, I, think, I don't know, Brian Lohan might have to get, forget about him and, and um, Colin Collins will be calling him up to the football, or he could be going over with Jorgen Klopp or someone to Liverpool it's just, I won a hearty cup with his father Jerome many moons ago great 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 Scarab family but uh, just a shout out to Mark on that as well I think so as we went on a bit today Nick Shale be trying to get in for an old pint um, it could be have you the fire on already. I haven't have no fire on yet I haven't even cleaned out but in fairness to Maggie you know, she did a good old, she did a good old job cleaning up last night Later on, so the place is not too bad. We'll be okay. If you'll organize the fire, the crew beans, and a deck of cards, we might come down for a game of 45 around Christmas. Well, yeah, I tell you, that I, I tell you when we heard Storm, Storm Barra was coming in last Tuesday, I got a good few texts from lads Monday night. Is a day on any chance you'll open tomorrow and put on a fire? And I said, I mean, <laughs> I, lads, we, I leash cooked a bit of black pudding because she's a school secretary and the schools were closed. And she cooked a bit Lovely. of black pudding and a few sausages and made a bit of brown bread. and... We had 17 or 18 hardy souls here for the, t- the eye of the storm. We went to red and we were all hunkered down. You wouldn't know there was any storm outside the window with a big blazing fire on. So it wasn't the worst of Tuesdays now in Murty Browns, I'd have to say. Well played. Brilliant stuff. Great stuff, lads. Um, we talk, we'll talk to you during the week, sure. And um, as I said, keep the, old, the interest going on the racing club and we'll try and see would we... Um, we get something together. Get something together. We'll need a few other people to help us on this. Like, I'm not going to have time not to be. I'll go to the races, all right. <laughs> well, now you're the chairman, dear long. Yeah. The PRO, the PRO has already been on to me. He, the self-appointed PRO, P-Mulls, that sport, or that sport. I actually, I so actually met said, him at uh, I met him at Marty's. Marty's, yeah, did yeah, that to yeah, me. Yeah, I met him. Yeah. So he said, yeah. you're, you're, you're the chairman. TJ's the secretary, and I'm the Treasurer, how are we with that, TJ? Do we not need JP now? No, we're we're leaving. Mark has already organized one free free filly for us, TJ. We're leaving the Limerick end of it now to you, your neighbors down there in South Limerick. You know what I mean? We're leaving that end of it to you. Give us one that 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 JP is out of handicapping over the last two or three years, right? And he just feels, Look, I throw one into the pod for free, but but he is handicapped. You work on that new TJ. That's your project now for Christmas. Well, go on. Go on. You're knocking on the windows here to get Hello, in. Hello, lads. Good luck. 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 Good Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. 
Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. 